do you like the sound of hard wood hitting balls? Well, this is the perfect podcast for you. You're listening to the Hashing Halos podcast with your hosts, Manny, Danny, and Paul. Run it back, boys. Welcome back, guys, to episode 19 of Hashing Halos, and today I am proud to say baseball is officially back. We have a deal between the union and the uh, MLB, and oh my gosh, I am ready to light that baby up, guys. I am I am 100% ready. I am ready to, to watch my team win. It is time. Wins it, it, is time. Now, it is time for the Angels to win i have i'm so excited i know this is all like false hope and false optimism filling me up but i need you know what give it to me because i am ready for this team to make it to the postseason 12 team postseason uh we're going to talk about the cba and all of the you know the, all the, the meaty information about that all the details of what the cba is now for the next five seasons i am so excited i don't know well, how do you guys feel how do you guys feel are you guys oh. hyped with me this is the one thing we, we have to realize, you know, as Angel fans, right? We get uh, Goat, Otani, and Trout. That's right. Together. And, uh, you know, Rendon, probably not made of glass anymore. You know, we have some pitching. Now it's the, it's back on. We're going to we get... We have slightly more pitching than last season. Know, yeah, we some, have slightly more, yeah. But but hopefully more more is coming. You know, we can trade and, you know, buy and do all that shit now. I, I'm just waiting for for anything because obviously this is our what this is our last otani season if, if we don't uh, find him I believe, no I, no 20, next 22 season, and 23 22 okay and 23. so yeah, we have yeah. two more i'm right. guessing so, this is going to be the right. big one though like this I, is yeah, where we yeah. see we want to win now with otani because i don't think otani wants to stay if we're just a bunch of losers again for yeah. another season if we're if we have a losing record this year he should he should walk. <laughs> he should leave yeah otani to new york there he goes <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, I mean, for real. Like, I'd rather him go anywhere else because he doesn't deserve us at that point. Or we don't deserve him, that is, my bad. No, we don't. So, no, man, The man would be officially too good for us. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, no, I'm excited, guys. Uh, we got Rendon coming. He's he's coming back healthy with a vengeance. Trout's coming back healthy with a vengeance. Uh, and hopefully. Go Otani, yep. Um, Syndergaard's going to – we're going to get to see Syndergaard pitch. I'm really excited to see that. I don't know, man. I'm really excited for this team. Rysel's back for another four years. We added Aaron Loop. The only thing I am, like, not, like, scared about, but, like, still curious about, obviously, because we didn't have, what, 90-plus days of, you know, moving players around, seeing what happens, getting acquisitions. I just wonder if, you know, what, season starts April 7th, 8th? I wonder if we're going to still have Marsh and Adele. That's the one thing I've always wondered. You know, whenever this ends, are are they still going to be around? I hope they're still around, but... You know that's our, that's our trade pieces right there. That's our uh, selling right. points. Right, right, right. And I, I, I mean, I don't want to get too much into that because we we can. Yeah. This oh, is yeah. just this is just kind of like an emergency podcast. Like baseball's like a, back like and go over the like a Celebration podcast. Celebration yeah. baseball's back. Sense. But I don't know. As I said before, as I said, kind of like right after the first deadline, the December second deadline that started the lockout. Um, I. I kind of think that one of them is going to have to get moved because we didn't get any of the big pitchers. Now there is still, obviously there's still Rodon and Kershaw and if we get Rodon, maybe that changes, but 
Hirsch you know, on five. I, the, the, ne- the next, yeah, the next two options, the next two options are I saw them that, that have been throw, thrown around are Gray, Sunny Gray from the Reds, and um, um, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, yeah, Castillo. Luis Castillo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the big one, the big, the big one. Guy. He would might even require both. He would at least require him and like some minor leaguers. Yeah, at least. Oh, you need you need to send at least one of Marsh or Adele and at least Detmers and probably a couple other. Oh, uh, but is he prospects. worth? Is he worth signing Detmers too? Like Detmers is kind of like he 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 was our first overall pick or our first round pick. That is, a couple you know, seasons ago, so. I would if I would if I could get away with like one low prospect. One of Adele or Marsh and Detmers, I would pull the trigger on that because you know, you're getting your Castillo is a guy. He has had some issues. He's not the most consistent, but he's a guy who's gonna like he he's pretty much averages under a four ERA. I think almost every year. Mm-hmm. He when when he's on when he's on he's like super on below. It's like a sub three ERA guy, and I think it normally averages out to a three five, mm-hmm. which is somewhere around Otani's level of performance. You get him for two seasons, not just one. You get him for two seasons, 22 and 23. And I, we just we need another ace. We are another ace prospect on our yeah, team. I agree. And I would do it. I would, prefer, I would mm-hmm. personally prefer Marsh over Adele, but that's right. just me. I know right. there are other people who would flip it. So Right. And here's why I agree. Because I think, and I, I totally believe this, that the Angels are in a win-now mentality. Yeah, I feel like- we are. This is a big season for the Angels. We're seven seasons in with no playoffs in a row, six seasons in a row of uh, of, of a losing record. And like I said, Otani's here, man. We gotta win. We gotta win with Otani. So the Angels are in a win now mentality. You got this is the, I personally this is the all in season. I think you have to all in it here. I yeah. think you just yeah. gotta you gotta spend the you money, Artie. You got hey the CBT got raised. Spend some money, buddy. You gotta spend some money. Like I know Artie, like he's kind of like. Doesn't really want to blow over the luxury tax, but this is the time to like get to the tax, if not over. Here's the thing: we don't have to blow over the luxury tax. No, we don't have to. We don't have to barrel over um, two thirty. Now, one thing that makes me nervous: uh, what was that? Artie was one of the four owners that voted against the raise to two hundred thirty million dollars, which kind of makes me think he might not go to two thirty. But if he is willing to go to two thirty. I was kind of nervous before, like, okay, if if it's around 190, 200, where it was, like, would have been the season, you know, he, he might not go. But now it's a 230. You don't have an excuse to not spend more money. Right. And, like, uh, I, and, now, I mean, now we can we do know, it. Artie now we can sign Korea and Kershaw. Like, we, we have the money to do that. Right, right. And Artie likes to spend money. Like, he, he has spent money in the past. Yeah, you know I, mean? I so. am a little nervous that he won't go to 230. I think it'll end around 200. I'll, I personally, I think he'll spend somewhere around 200. And right now, I think we're at like once in the mid 160s. So that gives us a Correa and like another middle, so like guy. like a, a mid pitcher, a mid starting pitcher, and Correa, and like so one big, one middle, or one yeah, I don't small. even think that gets us Rodon yeah. and Correa. That might get us yeah. like Brett I, Anderson and Correa. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you get one or the other. I don't think you get both. I believe that maybe we should also hold this free agency talk till maybe oh, yeah. 
Well, yeah, until sorry. We do kind of, right? we do kind of go up. Because talk it, about we're going to go on. A, yeah, we're about to go on a huge tangent with free agency, yeah. and that's a whole different. Yeah, yeah but, it, but it's all a, a minor conversation because obviously right, it right, just right. started. We all know tomorrow we're going to wake up and 15 people oh, are going to. Because right now, as of as of right now, we're recording this 7:50 p.m. March 10th on the on the West Coast. This is um, there's no no news about free agency right now. There's uh, no deals have been reported. Is it officially opened yet? I thought it was going to open. It's officially opened. Okay. It's officially open, but I believe um, it's. It, I, I've, been, I've been watching MLB Network streams here and there, and they were saying that they don't want to do anything now because they don't want to seem like they've been cheating the lockout and oh, agents have I been get talk- it. They've definitely yeah. been cheating during the yeah. lockout. They, they, That's they definitely want, they, but they don't want to yeah. come off that way. So like, let's wait a day, and they, oh, it looks like we talked. You know, oh my god, we figured all this out overnight. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. holy crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So right now there's no deal, so that's why we're not gonna really go into free agency as hard. But today's all about the CBA. We want like we gotta get into the meat and potatoes of, of this and see what actually did the union and the uh, and the owners agree to. So I think let's just start with the. I got I got an article here about it. We can start with the minimum salary. So minimum salary is gonna start in 2022. Uh, it's gonna be 700k. And then from 2023 onwards, it's going to be 720, 740, 760, and 780, ending in 2026. And I believe that started at, what, 540 of the last CBA? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is is big, actually, for for the players. The players actually got a really good good deal here, I'm going to say, because 700K is not bad for 2022. And then that goes all the way up to 780 at the Mm -hmm. end of the CBA. That's really good. That's almost, you're almost cracking a million dollars there. You're a couple hundred k shy of you, of a million bucks for a minimum salary. Think about that. I know. You know, I I actually think this is one of the biggest player wins. Um, this is. I don't remember the exact number where the players started, but I don't think it was anything crazy. I think it was around eight hundred, if I'm correct. Yeah. And you only had there. to move down to seven hundred, and then you're adding all the way up to what seven seventy five was the fifth year total. Seven eighty. Seven eighty. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the players actually got their deal where I think the owner's initial proposal was just keep it or like right. up, I don't know, 20 million, something like that. Not 20 million. Jesus Christ. 20,000, <laughs> something like that. So this this is one of the I think the big player wins. And I think this was one of the most important things for the MLBPA to get done. It shows that they were trying to represent all players and not necessarily just themselves, because most of like the big representatives are, you know, the most well-paid players. But I'm glad that they were able to help um, the minimum you know, minimum salary guys as well. So yeah. So the, the minimum salary increase is the biggest single year increase and the uh, luxury tax threshold increase is the biggest single year increase in its history. So big moves were made, you know, I think they got what they wanted. Yeah. I I don't want to say the players won because it wasn't like nothing necessarily insane happened. But the players definitely got a hell of a lot more out of this deal than they have out of the last couple deals. Yeah. And I, I think it was overall, it was a good deal. It didn't do anything that necessarily, like, I don't know, broke the game and, like, oh, made it way too player friendly. I just think it was a really good balance where the players got a lot of things that they wanted, but it wasn't anything just absolutely insane. I agree. Uh, let's, uh, go ahead. One more thing. I do kind of like the fact that the ta- like the players, I thought they're where they wanted salary tax was too high, like going up to 260. So I'm glad mm-hmm. it cops off at 244. Agreed. Agreed. 260 is a little too high. Yep. Uh, anything else about minimum salary? Uh, no. Nothing yeah. I have. 
Okay. Let's move on to luxury tax or the competitive balance tax. So uh, let's see here. So in the new CBA, the, uh, the CBT is going to be $230 million to start off in 2022. And then from 2023 onwards, we're going to be $233 million, $237, 241 and 244 in 2026. So once again, I think this is a pretty good, pretty good fair shake for both uh, for both sides here. I think 230 is um, enough for where for where the players are happy and just maybe low enough for where the owners don't feel like they're spending too much. I don't know what you guys uh, feel about this. Yeah, no, I'm kind of on the same page. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, I'm always I've always been a little bit more on the side of keeping it on the low on the lower end. So I was actually slightly more on the owner's side when it came to the CBT. I was I guess my ideal world would have been a higher um a higher bonus pool with a lower competitive balance tax. Right. Because I think and it's more right. like evening it out rather than just I didn't want to raise a CBT too much. In my taste, it did go a little higher than I would have liked, but again, this is what the players wanted much much higher than this so i think it did find a good balance and at the end of the day i think the players did get what they wanted obviously not all the way up to where they wanted but they did get what they wanted see for me like i agree with like what daniel said i'm just i I kind of just wonder about you know obviously we'll never know back-end deals all that kind of stuff what they actually talked about but the fact that uh, mlb you know kept kind of moving that like oh you know we're going to cancel games and then you know I think it was a good strategy, actually, as like a good threat, because especially after yesterday, you just immediately saw the mood change on all social medias because everybody beforehand, it was like Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, all the big fan accounts, everybody. It was like 90 percent. Every single fan was like owners stopping cheap bitches. The players deserve this. You know, they 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 deserve the increase. You guys are being so cheap. You guys aren't willing to work with them yesterday when i went on twitter i went on reddit i was on instagram it was a complete 180 it was 90 percent owners everybody was furious at the they felt like the players association was never gonna like they were gonna keep asking for too much and i think the fact that that little threat of like oh now we're canceling another week of games and you know i i think it forced them to realize that we are getting a good enough number uh you know from mlb like they they are negotiating now this is not them just being like yeah no we're because you remember what a few weeks ago mlb was saying on certain of these numbers like yeah we're not going to bother talking about that you're never going to get us to move on that number right and like look they moved (laughs) I, i think i don't know i think it just showed that uh uh what's called the the owners were I don't know, maybe willing to move, calling a bit, but yeah, right. but they're willing to move at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, yeah, kind of at the yeah. end of the day. Oh, go ahead, Manny. Oh yeah, I was going to mention that. I'm. It's, it's also curious to see that this is a twenty million dollar increase, by the way, from twenty from twenty one to twenty two. That's like yeah, that's a big increase. That's like a that's $20 one million right there. <laughs> yeah, no, for real, that's a big increase. So, and then from twenty, so from you go twenty million dollars from twenty one to twenty two, and then you just go like three three four you know six you know it just goes on you know exponentially from there but 20 million dollars in the first year increase is that's big and i didn't think that would happen i thought it'd be like less than that but i don't know i was just surprised to see it yeah it was definitely definitely quite a jump mm-hmm. but you were saying daniel i think you were, you were gonna say something yeah 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 um one thing i found i actually paul this is kind of going off what paul was saying about um the owners like canceling the second week of games 
I have to say, like, just the experience of, like, such a, like, it, it felt like a real emotional low last night. And then just this morning, did. an it emotional did, high yeah. like that. Right. Because yesterday, you know, I, I was pretty pessimistic a few days ago on our podcast. The deal was going to get done. But then all day yesterday, it sounds like it's getting done. They, there's, like, a tweet that they're close on the core economic yeah, issues. Yeah, like, all those and then they just, international they mentioned, drafts. Oh, the, the draft's a little, like, thing. But yeah, we're, yeah. we're like, oh, well, they're close on the core economic issues. That's been the thing this whole time. It's, it's, the, international, it's, it's the international draft. Uh, it's no big deal, right? And then nothing comes out, nothing comes out. Boom, two weeks canceled because of the draft. And that was just that. That just it, it kind of hurt. It, it really it did hurt. hurt. It's like because it felt like there was no hope. Like if exactly. we can't get over, and if we like, can't get over this, then what can? There's we no way. Now it felt last night like there is no way we're getting a 162 game season. And then all of a sudden this morning, it's like, oh wait, they agreed on the draft. And then boom, yeah, a deal saw, just yeah. a deal happened. I yep. saw the Jeff Passon tweet. They said they agreed to the international draft. And I was like, okay, that's it, right? We should have a deal then because yep. everything else yep. we were good on. So I'm like, okay, that was it, right? International draft, that's it. And then I saw another tweet, something about um, the owners wanted the players to throw out the COVID lawsuit, the $500 million COVID lawsuit. They're like, hey, just throw this out too, and then we'll be good. And then there was like, oh, and now we're like, oh, shit, here we go again because are they going to like beef over this now? Like, Guys, yep. it's, it's just a loss. Just throw it out. Who cares? Like that. Like we just want baseball back. And then another tweet came out. I I don't remember from who. It was either Bob or somebody. Um, it was John Heyman. He was like a couple players on a, a couple Mets players were like dissenting the fact yeah, that no, the yeah. Mets like were like raging for a yeah. The Mets thing. the Mets were not happy with a deal that was being proposed or you know and the, so like I think. Two Mets players were, they weren't named, but they were like, we all know, I think it was Scherzer. Max Scherzer. One, was. Yeah, it, it, one, was. one of them was Max Scherzer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Scherzer and Lindor were the two Mets oh, players that were. He could come out and say it wasn't him. I wouldn't believe him. <laughs> it, it was Scherzer and Lindor. Like, and that's guarantee. when I knew, I, I, that's like, I was like, holy shit. We're, now they're, now there's inner turmoil in the fucking, in the, in the players camp. Like now, then now we're not going to get a deal because then Max Scherzer is going to go on a whole like tantrum and then he's going to probably persuade <laughs> other players. Cause he has that kind of, you know, gravitas. He looks, he looks at them with his fucking two colored eyes. Yeah, exactly. And then to add even more to the roller coaster, you see fucking the executive board, the executive players uh, council. They're like, Oh yeah. So we're all like voting. We're voting. No guys. <laughs> like She's like, wait, what? Now you got like so now you go from um now you got eight votes in the no column just automatically so now you're like well now you need the the two thirds of the players to vote yes so you're like oh my god now you're like what's gonna happen now are they all gonna vote no are they gonna like because usually when like executives vote no on a board the rest follow yeah so that's it, happened in prior you know lockouts and whatnot in baseball and just in sports in general usually when the executive votes no the play like you know the rest the union will everybody follows everybody follows they vote along with the board well they went against the board thank god if they didn't go against the board we'd be looking at another two weeks canceled so yeah but yeah that was like kind of the roller coaster emotions i was going through this morning i'm extremely happy i was in class during all this because basically it was just like I saw the international draft thing before my first class, and then after my last class, I saw um, I saw the deal was done. So I didn't have to experience any of those <laughs> crazy that crazy roller coaster of emotions. I just got the I just got the good stuff straight at the end, which is like thank the, thank the Lord, uh, man. hallelujah. 
Uh, that was a little. But yeah, over but dramatic, I think but, I don't know, mean. for yeah, no, I get you. But like, okay, we're know, the angels. We're the Hallelujah. angels, right? True, true, true. It works. True. Um, but I think out of all the core economic issues, I think the CBT was the biggest one. So the fact that they got that hammered out is good because I think pre-arbitration pool and like minimum salary, that's not, as, I'm not going to say it's a not big deal, but not as big of a deal, I think, as the luxury tax. So yeah, it will, it just really showed how dominating those top paid players in the MLBPA were like, you know, you have you have like the Max Scherzers. Of course, they want the salary tax at like 240, 250, 260, because then they'll get paid those ridiculous salaries that frankly, like, you know, I'm I'm more for getting the middle guys paid than I am getting, you know, the Scherzers of the world 50 million instead of 40 million. I don't give a shit if he gets paid 50 million. I don't care. As long as he should be getting paid more than everyone else, he's the best, but he doesn't need 50 million, 60 million dollars a year like that. You know, that's ridiculous. So I'm glad they kind of came. I, I'm glad they kind of compromised where they were. I'm glad the rest of the players kind of saw through the executive board's shit. And it was like, we just want baseball. And I am so happy that we're getting 162 because something just would have felt like after they canceled that second, that second week last night, like I just had this like gross feeling like, uh, yeah. even if we do get baseball back, it's just not going to feel as I'll be super happy when it comes. Right. But it's just not going to feel as complete. We're not getting the 162. It's going to be like this weird. They didn't balance the schedule. It's going to be like, oh, we had to chop, just chop off series. Like, we're not going to get to play the Marlins. We're going to have like more series against the Rangers and the other teams in our division. It was just it felt gross. And now we're getting the, we're getting the full 162. It's not going to be a Mickey Mouse season. And it's just going to be it's going to be great. Yeah. We don't have to worry about another shortened season after having one that's, two years ago. That's the big thing. I think if we had another shortened season, I would really I'd feel bad if the Angels made the playoffs and like won it all and shit, because then we're going to get like the whole Mickey Mouse, you know, yeah. shit like, oh, you guys didn't win. A f-. And I mean, it makes sense, though, because I don't think shortened seasons are legitimate. Like, I don't think the Dodgers have a legit World Series. Like, I mean, obviously. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't think so. I mean, 60 games, you know, less, less time for injury. I'll actually you know, agree to disagree on less that time, one. Less, less time, I, I love making less, fun of Dodgers fans less, telling them they want to. Less time <laughs> for injury, more teams are in the playoffs. It was like, I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm just saying it was. But a they did have it, COVID. There was COVID. So there, I'm just saying it was like. I, I'm all for hating the Dodgers, but I. Lemic, it was they a did have to get. They did have to get through the a bigger, a harder playoff bracket. Even though it, I will not, if it, I will not tell my Dodgers fans friends that I, uh, I think they're changing championships legit though. So it, it was a, it was a little Mickey win for the Dodgers. Okay, a Mickey win. It was, a, it was a little Mickey win for the Dodgers. Okay, non-legitimate. That's why. I to be like, fair, to be fair, um, back I believe in '95, um, the 1994 lockout actually ate a little bit into the '95 season. I believe the '95 season was 144 games, which is about what we would have been looking at actually slightly more we would have been looking at i believe like 148 something like that and no one really brings up you know that that was a mickey mouse right. World series win so i believe the braves won 95 if i'm not wrong but yeah no one really it, brings it, up it, that, it. that was a mickey mouse ring right no. now so anyways enough about mickey mouse rings uh let's go on to the pre-arbitration pool yeah yeah Okay, so the pre-arb pool, I'm just going to read off the article here, is $50 million to be distributed to the top 100 players based on awards and statistical performances. 
the MLB and the MLBPA will jointly develop a statistical method to allocate the funds. And under this system, the NL Cy Young winner, the NL Cy Young Award winner Corbin Burns, would have seen his salary jump from six hundred eight thousand dollars to four point two million dollars last season. While Rookie of the Year winners Randy Rosarena and Jonathan India would have seen the respective salaries more than triple in twenty twenty one. So that's pretty big stuff in the pre-arbitration in the pre-arb pool. So I don't know. Well, what do you guys take on that? Paul, do you want to go ahead on this one? I don't really have an opinion on it. I guess, like, you know. I didn't really follow the pre-arbitration yeah. pool. Yeah, like, that wasn't good really good the thing for them. I looked at. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it makes sense. Good for them. Like, I, they they earned it. Like, you know. Yeah. If you perform, now more players. We'll have more. It. I mean, more players will get it. Better. I mean, you, you know, should be rewarded for your, your less, performances. Less Klondike bars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have much to, to say, but, yeah, like, well, for me, pre-arbitration pool, I didn't really follow it, so I don't really have much to say on it. I, I just, this is just entirely random, but, I mean, it has to do with it. I just wonder if now we will see um, less, uh, like during the season, stuff like that. A lot of players, you know, the, the generic, regular, not superstar players, a lot of them live together, like share uh, houses near where they, you know, where, wherever team they're at. I just right. kind of wonder if we'll see less of that now because they're going to be getting, you know, a lot of these players are going to get paid a lot more or mm-hmm. just a, a little bit more, you know, better ways than they were used to. I just wonder if it'll... Uh, I don't know, kind of change some of the dy- dynamics that players had, especially uh, the younger guys. I don't think it's a bad thing. I just wonder, you know, how it'll actually affect them differently. Like, are they going to notice significant changes in their uh, in their salary, or is it just going to be like a small bump? To- right. Well, it's only going to be for the good players. Um, I believe, yeah. I didn't look into this, but Jared Walsh would have been affected by that, right? I believe so. Like, Jared yeah. Walsh's salary, I believe last year was minimum, or close to league minimum. Um, I sure don't, I can't fact check that. Um, but he would have definitely gotten paid more. He was an all-star pre-arbitration. Right. right. So that's a good thing. I actually loved the pre-arb bonus pool idea when the players brought it up. I think it's a really good idea because again, I'm all about players getting kind of paid what necessarily what they deserve, not about the top players getting paid millions. Yeah. Millions. So and this is a nice way to get the Jonathan Indias of the world, you know, um, the Corbin Burns of the world. Just a little bit more, like two million, three million dollars instead of the league minimum, which is they deserve. They they deserve more than league minimum if you're playing right. that well. Yeah. So, so Jared, I love this idea. I'm gonna fact check you real quick. Jared Walsh, yeah, he had he made five hundred ninety thousand five hundred dollars in yeah. 2021. So he which made league minimum. was league minimum or very close? To very it. close. I think it was five seventy was league minimum. I think something like that. Five. So, like so he made. I think, I, I think he made at most twenty k more. Yeah, yeah. So he was just barely over it. So he would have been probably two. He would have been. He yeah. probably would have been around two million dollars. Yeah, which he deserved. He was an all star. He, he was an all star. Yeah, exactly. and I think it's also a good balance of obviously when you come into the league, you have to show some consistency before you get paid the ten, twenty million dollar right. contracts. Right. And I don't think you should, even if you're really good, you shouldn't be getting paid that much right off the bat. You need to show consistency and that you can be be at that level for a while. So this is just a nice little bump. And what's hilarious is, like, from the very beginning, everyone said they're going to compromise at $50 million. Yeah. Right. And guess where they are? $50 million. If, like, they just did that, they could have just done that, and it would have happened. And that's where everyone, everyone and their mother said it's going to be around $50 million, and that's exactly what ended up happening. But good for, good for the players. I'm glad they got it. They earned it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement. Um... I think that pretty much wraps up the uh, pre-arb pool. Let's move on to uh, draft lottery. So I like the draft lottery here because 
is this going to now incentivize less tanking? So the draft lottery reads as uh, reads like this. So it's going to be top six selections will be awarded via lottery. Uh, odds will be based on the reverse order of winning percentage, with the bottom three clubs each at 16.5%. The 18 non-postseason clubs would still be eligible, though re- revenue-sharing payees will be ineligible to receive lottery selections in three consecutive years, while non-payees will be ineligible to receive lottery selections in consecutive years. So basically what's outlined here is that, like like I said, less incentive for tanking, which is good because tanking is stupid. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't support competitive baseball. It doesn't support competitive integrity of the game, in my opinion. So I don't know. What, what do you guys think about it? Yeah, no, exactly the same. Oh, I love yeah. that. I, I, I'm just reading this like revenue sharing pays would be ineligible. I love that because it's not only the, um, the lottery, but it's also just encouraging you to spend more money. Exactly. Which I also love. Like, like, like fuck the Rockies and like the bolt, the, the BS they pull off, how they pay no, like they don't pay any players. They sign like one free agent a year. Who's like a $7 million <laughs> guy. And it's like their big splash. Like that, that should not be in baseball. Like the Pirates and the Rockies. Like I just, just think about those organizations. It makes me want to cry a little bit because it just, they shouldn't even be in baseball if you're going to treat it like that. And obviously, this isn't going to completely get rid of that, but it's going to—it's a step towards that. It's definitely right. a step towards that. Yeah, it, it, it's just a—I don't know. I, I couldn't imagine being a fan of some of these, some of the teams that do stuff like that, where you're just like, "All right, so cool, another year of fourth place." Yeah, if you're the Orioles, four seasons. I mean, we've done that like five seasons. I mean, ago. I mean, the Orioles, for example, four seasons in a row of hundred lost seasons, three seasons yeah. in a row, hundred lost seasons. So, hey, but but we give an attempt. We just get screwed by injuries. There's just someone. Yeah, we're actually we're not. Yeah. The thing is about the Angels, like, we're not good enough to tank. Like, we're bad at tanking. Like, we win too much to tank. <laughs> like, we are we're like, not a tanking team. I yeah. I, as much as I complain about being an Angels fan, I God, I would. I am so lucky to be an Angels fan compared to a Pirates or Rockies or because at least whatever. we actually like we still like try in our games. Exactly. We don't atten- yeah, like we don't or, just intentionally uh, tank. What's called or old Padres where you know every single year, oh, yeah. like right after the All Star break, it was mm-hmm. like, all right, yeah, we're so selling we, everyone. We, we, everybody <laughs> is gone. Everybody gone. Just get rid of <laughs> the yeah, yearly exactly. uh, former Padres fire <laughs> like, sale of get like, rid of how, the entire how, team. How, how do you watch a tanking team? It's just not fun. You know what I mean? How do you watch a tanking team? And how do you get behind a team that you know every single season is selling everybody? Exactly. Because one thing as Angels fans that we have is hope. We have yeah, hope. Yeah, we have, have hope. Mike Trout and <laughs> And with those two hope. players, anything is possible. We could win 95 games this year. If they both have all-star seasons and we are relatively lucky with injuries, we could win 95 games. Is it likely? I don't think so. But we could win 95 games. We could be the number two seed in the AL. So yeah. there's hope. Watching the pod, the Rockies, it's like we literally will not make the playoffs. Like I can guarantee you that on day one. Exactly. And so anyway, I guess that's our little rant on fucking tanking. Tanking, yeah. So yeah, basically, tanking's gone. Thank God. Uh, for the, uh, well, not completely. Well, well like, not completely. But tanking, tanking is like it's helping. Yeah, we're like we're like restricting tanking a little bit. Anyways, um, let's move on to rule changes. Now this is kind of big. Beginning in 2023, a uh, we're gonna have, let's see, we're gonna have a pitch clock. Base sizes are gonna be increased, and uh, there's gonna be restrictions to the shift. So I am really happy about that because I think the game is way too slow. The game needs to modernize, and this is how you do it. A pitch clock is a great way to start because with a pitch clock, you enhance you enhance the pace of play. You you don't have a minute in between pitches, which is amazing because. 
some pictures work way too slow and it, the game turns into a four hour snooze fest. So I like the pitch clock. What do you guys think about the pitch clock? I didn't understand Page. the pitch clock until they finally, you know, when, when they explained it, I was like, now I get it. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. It's a good idea. I think the pitch clock is phenomenal here. It's not going to lie. I like watching baseball, you know, but there, but there are those games where like, see, I don't leave a baseball game early. Like with a hockey game, I'm more inclined to leave early. If you know, you're just running it down. But with baseball, I don't leave early. But some of those games, it's like, damn, I wish I would have, you know, brought an extra charger for my phone because I'm at like 5% and it's, you know, because, 0 to 12. Yeah, like baseball is just, it's a slow, I mean, it's inherently slow to be fair because the game doesn't have a clock to begin with. Yeah. But the game needs to speed up and a pitch clock helps that because I think baseball needs, dude, baseball needs to modernize like badly. Like, that's the one thing I'll never understand is where people are like, oh, if you're watching your phone at the game, you know, then what's the point? You've got, it's like, because baseball is a slower sport, you could be talking with your friends the entire time or you could be watching your phone, but you're not always going to be just like focused on the next pitch in the fifth inning of, a, you know, a 0-0 game, you know, or, or a 5-0 blowout. Like if your team's doing the 5-0, it, it, you know, there does come a point in some baseball game where like, I don't care at this exact moment what happens. You know, if I hear the crowd cheer, I'm going to look up and I'm going to be like, oh, shit, what I miss. But, you know, you can look away a little bit. You don't have to give your full. Be constantly paying attention. It's everything's happening in front of you, but it's easier to, to, you know, miss a pitch or you know go to the bathroom or do something else for just a little bit of time or even go on your phone, look at Instagram rather than. Uh, you know, it's not like hockey where you got to stay involved and invest right. in the entire game or, or risk missing something important. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, I agree. Like, um, yeah, like, yeah, like three hour plus games. Exactly. That, that like, weighs on me. <laughs> yeah. And, and I feel like baseball is kind of like football in that regard, too. Like football is very start and stop, even though it does go off a clock. It's not as linear as baseball, uh, not baseball as um, base. Uh, fucking, wow basketball <laughs> basketball or hockey basketball or hockey exactly so yeah i agree with you on that because if you miss something in basketball that could be it that the one yeah, thing yeah. you missed you know a few three-pointers a few twos in a row and, and you're like what happened <laughs> and, and you're like oh my god there's a 15 point lead wow mm. okay but with baseball you know uh, even like i feel like with three outs it's a lot like you know it could be ninth inning you have only three outs left you can do a lot with three outs mm -hmm. because of no time limit right and giving the pitchers a little bit of a reason to not you know, because you have your pitchers that pitch fast, you have your pitchers that pitch slow, and some of these guys pitch so damn slow. Jose you know, Suarez, just, yeah. <laughs> our, our just, own guy. Yeah. The, the sitting on the mound is just so much. Now they, I feel like it's enough time for them to get in the zone, to focus, to figure out what they want to do with their catcher and pitch. It's not going to be like rushing the slow guys. Exactly. You know? So you don't, I don't know. need you don't need more than twenty seconds to throw a damn ball. Yeah, no. you don't. You can figure everything out in that amount of time. As they saw in, what was it? Was it single A they tested in? Yeah, I low a, something yeah. like low mm -hmm. A. Mm -hmm. It sped up their games. It's going to speed up ours. And I didn't hear, I, I saw no complaints from those guys saying like, oh my God, this like broke the game. So I think it's Agreed. helpful. Yeah. Um, anyways, I think let's move on to, you guys want to talk about the shift? I think that's going to be... Yeah, we'll talk um, about the shift, and let, we'll touch on the... Um, the base size, I guess. 
No, I don't care about the bases. Yeah, bases but, are bigger. Yeah. Congratulations. Bases are bigger. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk. We got to touch on the playoffs too, real quick. Oh, oh yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. Is yeah. that that's something that was like official? It's official now. Okay, shift. I am happy. Well, I'm. I don't know, Wait. man. I'm happy. I'm not happy at the same. Time. Is it fully explained what? What is actually banned? Because I remember uh, what a few days ago or something they were well, saying. Well, this is not this year anyway. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah it's all, next, yeah. Year, next year. Yeah. So I don't think they figured out what banning the shift means yet. That's I, what they, they, don't, not, they don't know. I don't think they're banning it. It's more like restricting it. Well, like, yeah, I don't think it's a full on. You no, know, you have to stay in your in your lane. Like, which is yeah. which would be stupid. You should be able to shift players slightly. It, yeah, it's good. It's just learn to hit the other two guys way. over here, two guys mm-hmm. over there. That's not that hard. Yeah, I know. You should be able to play way. in for a button. You should be able to play slightly to you know slightly to the right as a shortstop for a lefty. Hell, you can even play pretty much close to up the middle. Just like as long as you're just to the left of second base. It was just really annoying having three guys clearly on the right side of the infield. Because lefties, I feel like, were shifted much harder than righties, especially. Right. Like, it was just annoying having three guys on the left field, the second baseman 40 feet into the outfield. It was, it was, it was, it was a little ridiculous. And yeah, maybe it's, uh, I don't know, maybe it's kind of unfair to the smarter teams who do shift, like the Astros, that it's smart of them to shift. It works. Um, maybe it's unfair to them, but it's just at this point you just want a few more balls that are going to sneak through to the outfield it's going to make it just a little bit more exciting more offense is always nice and you're going to add just a little bit more parity to the game you, you probably take one win off the best best teams in baseball and add one win to the worst teams in baseball just because you have you know a little bit more like lucky a little a few more lucky ground balls that you're going to get through so, right i'm i was originally unsure but i'm, I'm actually for it yeah i'm um I'm I'm for it too. Not like a hundred percent for it, but I am for it. Uh, I think it's gonna add more offense to the game. Which is what they which, want, which is always good. Which is always good because nobody likes watching one fucking three hour snooze fest when the game ends like one nothing. So yeah, and, and yeah. that's the whole point. The whole point of this is, is to get more hits. Exactly, more offense for the game makes it more interesting to watch, more uh, more entertaining. So it's which. Not bad. It, which is all MLB wants. They want more people being interested in baseball. Oh, I, I'm, I just thought of something. I just remembered something that's completely random that uh, I wanted to talk about in the podcast, so, but that'll be after. Yeah. Um, I think we're all good on the shift. I think we're good on the shift. Um, let's see. So playoff format, right? That's, like, that's the last big thing here to, to cover. Yeah. So ex- we got expanded postseason. We got 12 teams now instead of the usual 10, and now the top two division winners will be receiving a bye. In, in the postseason, so and I'm I, assuming I that is it. the I'm assuming that is the three game wild card around. Yes, I believe so. So there's going to be I am assuming they're going to take this a similar format as they did in the 2020 playoffs. You have a three game wild card round instead of the one game playoff, which I I like. I like that it's three. I like that you can't just be one and done after yeah, 162 like, uh, games. Yeah, exactly. You get um you know you you get you get two chances at home. There are three chances at home. They're all but they're all at the the home teams, you know, mm-hmm. or they're all at the. There's no there's no switching back and forth between where you're playing. You're playing them right. all mm-hmm. at the the team with the better records home field, and the top two teams get a buy. I, I I like the I like the setup. It's pretty much the same thing as the old NFL setup. Yeah. Um, twelve teams, top two get a buy, and I like that you're getting just one more team. You would have had the Blue Jays this last year in the playoffs. 
Yeah, and you would have had, I believe, the Reds in the NL side. I believe the Reds with the runner-up, which they, 83 wins, you know, take it or leave it. But, like, they'd be, they're an exciting team, at least, like, you know, Jonathan Indian. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm totally for having having just one more team make the playoffs. 14, maybe that would have been a little too much, but I'm good with just the, the baby steps here. And I'm, I know a lot of people like the wild card game, but there's just something that felt so wrong about the one and done to me. And I'm yeah, glad we're after, doing a wild card exactly. season. Especially after a six-month-long season, 162 games, like all of that just for one game. Like, I don't know. It doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right. So I'm glad that we're moving on to an expanded playoff format, getting at least a three-game series in the wild card, in the wild card round, that is. So I like it. I like it a lot. Well. Any 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 uh, thoughts on the C three? I, I, I like it. I mean, fourteen would have been cool, but I think I think twelve is perfect. Yeah, gives us. I also a like the fact the that the top two teams bat bypass that round. I think that's going to make it very interesting. You're going to see a lot of times towards the end of the season, like the division winners, they kind of just start slacking. You know, they they didn't care as much. Not like they'd slack off, but now they have really something to play for. Like the difference between being the two seed and the three seed now is enormous. That's going to add another super interesting race uh, at the end of the season. And I love that. So not only you're going to get that extra spot, so you're going to have like that extra race at the bottom and uh, you're going to have that extra team racing at the bottom. And now you're going to have that extra race between the two seed and the three seed. You do not want to be the worst division winner in your league because then you have to play a three game it's not it's not a wild card game. You still get them all at home, but a three game three games is not that much in baseball still. No, not so either. it's going to add a very fun dynamic. I agree. I, yeah. I, I like this. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all I really got on the expanded postseason. Obviously, we can't really talk about talk about more until like, you know, we actually see get the postseason until we see it in action for our own eyes. Uh, I guess maybe one last thing. We got the Universal DH. Yay. Uh, you know, it was bound to happen. Thank God. Because nobody likes watching the pitcher hit and striking out and just taking pitches, not doing anything. Gar- guaranteed out. Yeah, guaranteed out. So We've already talked plenty. We've about, already talked about yeah, the Universal, Universal DH, but, DH, too. But it is, it's in there. So thank gosh. Thank God so for that. The AL fans. AL fans unite. Uh, <laughs> the, the one thing that I remembered that I was trying to find that I... It's like, oh, that'd be just cool to talk about for a second. I cannot find. Uh, but it was, they had agreed, MLB and the union had agreed to play international games. I don't remember where they all were. Over the next five years, I think it was. They mm-hmm. One was in London. Puerto Rico was one. I think the Dominican Republic was another. Uh, but I can't find the tweet anymore. Uh, Paris, I think it was one. Somewhere in Asia as well. But yeah, I just thought that was. I'm I'm glad they went back to that because I I kind of thought that that was going to stay away for a while. But I can't find all the countries. I wish it was more actually because I think it was like five or six over five years. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish it was a little bit more because yeah. I I think that's how you get more people interested. I remember when we went to London, they legit paid hundreds of people to just be in the stadium, uh, to educate people so European fans could go. And, you know, not have to just be Googling stuff and be like, how does this work? There were people all around the stadium that could answer any question you wanted about baseball. Like, that, that's how get people interested. Because if you pay, you know, people pay just to show to a game, like, oh, it's American baseball. Let's see how this is. 
but nobody knows any of the rules. Nobody understands why they're doing something. Nobody like, oh, why is there now a new pitcher and why they switch? You know, whatever it is, I think that was pretty cool. Like you actually have, you know, someone to explain it to you, right? Especially in the countries that don't really play baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that they're reaching out and expanding the game. It's a global sport, so I'm glad they're doing it. But uh. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about about the CBA? I, I feel like we've wrapped up everything here. No. Um, I think we're all good. We're going to be having a bigger podcast. Probably we'll record it Monday, so probably coming out Tuesday. We're going to go over all the hopefully crazy free agent I, things I hope, that have gone on this so, weekend yeah. and all yeah. the hopes, dreams we have for the Angels. Um, and from this point on, we're going to be uh, going weekly. We're going to be recording weekly as well as we get back into the season probably releasing on Tuesdays. Right. So you guys have that to look forward to as well. Exactly. So um, I'm going to leave you guys on this, that um, the tentative dates, well, not really tentative anymore, but March 17th is going to be the first day of spring training and April 7th will be the first day of uh, the regular season. So uh, I'm excited to talk more baseball with you guys and hope you guys enjoyed this podcast today. I'm so glad that we can bring good news today with baseball being back. So, you know, all in all, thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you next time. Adios. Adios.